and welcome to the Mermaids for Mental Health podcast. I'm your host, Mermaid Heart, and today I am so excited to bring you Merman Daniel. I am over the moon, just really, really excited to be doing this interview today. Excited. I'm utterly excited. A little bit nervous, but very excited. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Of course, of course. I am just really inspired by, you know, your content, watching you and your journey as a merman has been really just bringing that joy back to me as a mermaid. It's really, really nice of you to say. Yeah, and I just love like looking through your Instagram and your TikToks. You always have just this really wonderful, whimsical videos and content that just really brings out the joy in mermaiding. So thank you so much for joining today. And first off, what inspired you to become a merman? Well, I guess you could really rewind it to pretty much when I was very, very young, honestly. Um, my older stepsister used to absolutely love H2O and every now and again, I would view and view it with her. I'd just enjoy it with her and me being kind of young, I was about four when the first season came out and like me and just being my young, naive self, I thought, wow, okay. Mermaids are real. Like they're not just on TV. Like, how, and how realistic and are those tales? Like, yes. Uh, you know, I have something to admit really quick. Is I, I've actually never seen. Uh, I've never seen the show, but I do. Yeah, <laughs> but I do appreciate their tales. They are beautiful tales. <laughs> I was utterly stunned with the amount of realism. With the tales, like, I mean, obviously it it's dated a little bit now, but back then it was just, just amazing. Yes. Uh, and so did that kind of like bring in this interest for just mermaids in general for you? Definitely um, started my fascination for mermaids and just merfolk in general. Um yeah, it was just—I was—I I, I was lost for words. Honestly, I was like, "Wow, this is just insane." And I noticed that you started—was it about a year and a half ago? Or remind me really quick. I bought my first tail, being my my finfolk tail that I've nicknamed Cyanite, and I bought that tail back in June of 2022. I, I didn't get it until uh, the end of that, that year. So yeah, about just over a year and over a year. So yeah. And what, what made you think, okay, now I've seen, you know, this mermaid show. Now I want to get a tail and, and put this on and, and become a mermaid. Well, I think um, we've got to sort of fast forward to when I was getting into my teen in my teenage years. Um, I sort of still had that fascination and that passion, and it only grew from there. Like it was ex- like utterly exploded and exploding with how fascinated I was with it. Um, I was. 
reading mermaid stories on Wattpad. I was looking at YouTube videos. I was viewing Western and even foreign mermaid TV shows and movies from like even places like Thailand and stuff like that. Like they're, and they're really fascinated with merfolk. And honestly, one day it kind of changed things for me. I didn't know because I was around 12. I didn't know that you could buy your own mermaid tail. And that just completely changed everything for me. I was like, you can get these. Like this was roughly around 2013, 2014. So you only had the legacy tail makers, you know, like Fin Fun, Fin Folk, Merbella, Mertail and Mernation. But the most amazing thing I saw was like the early silicone tails, like the amount of attention to detail and their realism, like just even down to the shape of the scales that they were molding. Yes. I love that. (laughs) I was just like, totally stunned with how realistic they were and that you can actually buy them. You can actually custom make them and buy them. I definitely agree with that. You know, when you get into mermaiding or mermanning or merfolking, it is not just your typical kind of hobby, is it? Like, I feel like you deep dive into this new world of possibilities and you know friendships and this amazing um, talent and art that's just so many mermaids are crafters and tail makers and it really is just its own world in itself <laughs> there's subcategories in the whole community there's yeah definitely subcategories i it's so huge like i introduced this to my family and friends it was early last year like it came as a bit of a surprise because I was a bit nervous on how I should approach that to especially my mom and my I've got two lifelong friends of mine who have known me most of my life and they never knew I was into this sort of stuff yeah it can be a shocker <laughs> definitely a shocker um um, I remember one one day my mum came over to my place and saw my tail on the clothesline because I just went for a swim that day. Brilliant. And she was like, what is this? What is this? I'm utterly intrigued. And I was like, oh, she's found out. <laughs> I didn't know how to approach this. And I just said, look, it's a, it's a mermaid tail. I'm into this sort of stuff. And yeah. And she was like, what do you do? And obviously it was, I know how huge and amazing the mermaid community is, but obviously to outsiders, they don't really know. So she knows about cosplay and she knows about Mm -hmm. scuba diving and free diving. So I basically just, and chose the dumb answer and said, it's kind of, if you mix cosplay, but it's your own design with, free diving and she was like oh okay so you're swimming in this i was like yeah you do yeah it is such a it's so hard to you know explain to family and friends i totally agree 
when you talk about being a mermaid, it's like people don't really get it at first. They're just like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, like it's a hobby. Like, no, no, no. This is a lifestyle. Like, I feel like it's it's actually ingrained in me. Like, it's not just, oh, you know, like knitting or drawing or something like that. This is like, this is just a part of me now. And it really is. I just love hearing your story about how, you know, your mom was very accepting and just open to it as well because... She was a bit skeptical at first. Um, she was a bit like, is this safe? Is it... And it's, she even... She did say it was a bit strange and a bit weird, which I can understand. I It it hurt me a little bit when she said that, but I could, I, after, like thinking about I thought yes I can get that to someone who's never been into this sort of stuff never knew it even existed like she's still learning about it to this day like I'm talking to her and saying oh yeah I'm being doing like I even talked to her about me doing a podcast and she was like wow this community is just massive like it's huge yes Oh, she must be so proud though to see like how much you've grown and I think yeah like as you know my own family, when I, whenever I talk to them about mermaiding, they totally just don't understand. And at first they were like, what are you doing? Like, what? You're a mermaid. Okay. Like, okay, crazy. But now that it's been a while, they just kind of accept it. And if they go to like a Ren fair or something where they see a mermaid tail, they'll always send me photos and be like, Oh, this reminded us of you. And like, they just get that sense of pride as well in that they know a mermaid, especially after the mer people um Netflix documentary came out everyone <laughs> it's definitely the live action version of the little mermaid that came out last year oh. I think that sort of really amplified the in the merfolk community because people got interested and wanted to explore more about mermaids and I'm guessing chances are they stumbled onto us yeah and I think once they and like once they understand that this is a profession, that this is a lifestyle, that there's so much more to mermaiding than just putting on a tail and being like, I'm a mermaid now. Once they understand it, they realize like how cool it is to be a mermaid and how amazing it is to have this spark or this inner joy for something that you're doing that it just brings so much joy to others around us as well. Um, yeah, I love that story. Oh, so amazing like i'm i'm probably missing a lot more but yeah that's it's definitely highlight of my life is just the change into becoming not and from going from fascination to it actually being part of me physically like actually being part of me and being a lifestyle as you said yeah, a hundred percent. I totally agree. Like it is absolutely transformational. You know, you go from, it's almost like you're before mermaid life and then you're after mermaid life. Everything changes. <laughs> it is quite special to me because that was the first full year that I was a mermaid. Because I, I did start in 2022 but it wasn't a full year. Like I didn't get my first tail until October of 22. Yeah. So it wasn't until last year that it was my full first year 
it was my first and full year of being a mermaid. Yeah. And I think that first year, like you have done such an incredible journey, like to watch you, um, you know, first getting all your accessories and your tail and swimming and doing your. Yeah. Yeah. It first started with my crown and then with Mystic Mine, uh, who's from Cape Cod in Massachusetts. And then I got my, who's, who's a really good friend of mine and still to this day, like, we, like I haven't been in talks with her cause, and lately just because of how busy she is, but we're still really good friends and we still catch up from time to time. Um, and then I had my cuffs made and then, and then it was my actual top and my ears and everything, just the whole works. Like incredibly excited about this. Like even, even with my tail, like there was – when I bought it from Finfolk, I was like, should I get fins? Should I not get fins? And I thought, it's my first tail. Screw it. Let's get all the and let's get all the fins, <laughs> everything. Amazing. I love that. And I definitely have had a similar time where I was looking at the price and you know, you convert it to Aussie dollars and you're like, do I really need fins? Oh, do I need it? It's like, you know what? I'm just going to get it. You know, you got to splash out sometimes. And every time I try and get something from the U S I'm always like, yeah, this is going to hurt. Yeah, it's definitely a killer. And that's why I really want to support the mermaid community here in Australia as well, because I do feel like we we kind of have, we're sort of growing here. Like I'm American and expat, but I have lived here for over 12 years now almost. And I do feel like us Aussies kind of, you know, we are the perfect mermaids here. Like we're surrounded by water. The side Queensland. And we're not too far from the Gold Coast, which is just over an hour away down south. And yeah, you definitely like going to the certain places. Like I remember it was back in August, me and a couple of mermaid friends, mermaid Adeline, Kona and mermaid Kimmy, we went exploring across the Gold Coast, looking at all the old locations of h2o and significant was definitely the juice net ca- well in the in the show was the juice net cafe but nowadays it's actually a yacht club now but they still even have a little plaque commemorating the the show it, was, it felt kind of magical actually well now i'm gonna have to watch the show and definitely go on a road trip and check out gold coast <laughs> Word of warning, it is from 2006. Like the clothes and how they talk, like there's a reason why I've heard Americans just making fun of how we speak, especially in the mermaid community. And they've made fun of us Australians of how we speak based on that show. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing your story on how you became a merman and Yeah, I just, I'm really curious because, you know, this is Mermaids for Mental Health and I would love to hear how mermaiding or mermanning has helped your mental health and well-being. Absolutely. Um, Honestly, I've lived here in Brisbane for nearly two years 
And during that time, like the first couple of months, I would say of moving down to Brisbane, I was basically starting fresh. I did move in down here for a reason. I did have friends who lived down here. Um, but unfortunately they moved back up to my hometown, which is Harvey Bay. Um, which is, um, which is quite famous for like whales. And I was actually fortunate to, to go back up there during Christmas and swim with a fellow mermaid, uh, mermaid Sharina. But yeah, I moved down here basically by myself, completely alone. Um, and it did, it was somewhat mentally taxing, um, for the first, couple of months I was down here. Um, but it definitely gave me the opportunity and the freedom to explore my passions and like pursue my dreams of doing stuff that I want to do and, and things I enjoy. And lo and behold, it was mermaiding. And after I purchased my first tail, I started exploring and seeing because I never, I knew there was mermaids in Australia, but at that time they were mainly in, and believe it or not, in Western Australia on the other side of the country. So it was, it was kind of strange and it was like, am I the only merman? Well, overall mermaid in in general on this side of the country. And luckily I wasn't, I was like, it soon came quickly that there was a lot more people into it than I thought. So I started talking to people. I was joining Facebook groups, chatting to people because I've had a lot more knowledge on mermaids and and whatnot before, but it was, I felt like it was better to talk to these people in person in or through messaging to see what it was really all about and how to get into it. And fast forward to probably the beginning of last year, which is crazy to think for me, but in March of 2023, I met one of my really good mermaid friends, mermaid Adeline Renee. And it's, it's like I said, it's, it's crazy to think that we've been really good friends for only just under a year. Like it feels like we've been friends for at least five years. That's the power of um, the mermaid community is, you have these friendships with people and you just, you're surprised that it's only been that short of a time. It feels so much longer. Yeah, I totally agree. I think when you get into mermaiding, like there is that sense of, you know, at first it can be like, am I the only one (laughs) in this area? And then still felt kind of alone, (laughs) but I was like, am I the only mer person in this area? I was like, I was literally just swimming by myself for the first, um, when I got my monofin and 
then my tail in October, I was just swimming around in my apartment pool or at the odd occasion, the local pool, which some of them allow me to, some of them don't. I was just swimming around, not even in my tail, just just in my monofin, just practice, and practicing and training my, my movements and all that sort of stuff. But I was kind of by myself until last year. I actually finally started meeting people in person. Like I was talking to pe- a lots of people on Instagram and on Facebook, but not actually swimming with them until early last year. Yeah. And I I do think that, you know, when you get into hobbies that are very um, different, you do find, um, you do find your pod, you find your people that you can enjoy it with. And that's such a great part of like mental well-being is having that sense of community and not feeling alone. Yeah, I definitely felt that. Like, I definitely felt a sense of belonging. Like this was who I was supposed to be part and I was supposed to be part of I was supposed to be part of this pod and this community being in the water all day did you find it was good for your mental health and well-being as well I do know that for myself being in the water and training you know even just swimming for like 10 minutes a day it's something about you know like exercise but also just being in like weightless and in the water swimming around I do feel like it's helped a lot with my mental health Honestly, for me, it's all of the above. Like, it's great exercise. Like, it's, it's, people think, like, oh, is it good exercise? I'm like, yeah, it builds up your core. Even, even if you've been doing it for a little bit, like, you'll feel it building up the core of your body. Um, but also, like, just being in the water with, like, people are like, why do you do it in a tail? I'm like, because you actually feel at one with, the water you actually feel immersed it's it's not it's not easy to describe but if you do it for yourself you'll understand me and many other people in the community will say and talk about like you feel at one you go to a beach or you go to a lake or anything like that like open water you feel at one yeah i totally agree like Whenever I put on my mermaid tail and I go for an ocean swim, it really is that connection to nature that's so wonderful. Um, And just, you know, connecting to yourself, connecting to nature, connecting to your community are all amazing things in, you know, my mental health journey for myself. That has been a huge part of it. Um, And also just like breath work in general, when I'm mermaiding, you know, I really have to calm down my breathing. And I do love that you mentioned, you know, connecting to nature, because I feel like a lot of people, when they look at us in mermaid tails, they're like, oh, like, who is this person? Like, what are they doing in a mermaid tail? But when you put on your tail and you're in the ocean and you're diving down in these beautiful waters here in Australia, we're surrounded by beaches, it can be very dangerous. But, you know, you really have to get into a mindset where you feel like you can dive down. And, and part of that is breath work and, and, you know, monitoring your breathing and, you know, doing those uh, tidal breaths. And it's all that kind of mindfulness goodiness. So, again, it's like 
lot of outsiders to the community don't think that we have to put an, so much thought into what we do, but we kind of do, especially when we're swimming. Um, but back onto like um, people thinking it's weird. Like I've definitely gotten my fair share of criticism from by like even bystanders in person, like thinking, why do you do this? Why do you have a tail? Like, like I've even had some people like say you should act your age and why do you and wear a silly tail? You're a guy and it's like, why not? Why can't I? And that doesn't go away whether you're, you know, I mean, even myself, uh, I get that all the time of, you know, act your age or like, oh, why are you doing that? And, you know, that kind of stuff, I feel like it is a little bit harder to deal with in Australia. I have noticed coming from <laughs> coming from the States where everyone just, you know, can be really quick, especially where I'm from. In a lighter way, mean. We are quite mean. Yeah. And they, ha- they talk about the tall poppy syndrome where like, if you do something and you become successful, like they, they want to humble you and kind of like tear you down a little bit to, to humble you. And our friends across the ditch in New Zealand, they were very well known for that sort of thing. And I am curious, what is your favorite part of being a merman? Oh, that's a really tough one, actually, because I like all of the above, honestly. I mean, I love the swimming aspect. Um, and I love doing gigs. I wish, I hope this year in 2024, I'm able to do a lot more gigs at like parties, community events. Um, I'm able to do a lot more traveling and meeting new and merfolk across Australia and hopefully New Zealand, hopefully going to New Zealand this year. One particular thing I do like is being somewhat of an advocate for, guys to follow and follow their dreams like as and regardless of how weird or strange it is just follow your dreams like do and do what you want to do like the fair share of criticism from people saying oh you should act your age you're a guy or i've even had really silly ones on on instagram and facebook saying men can't be mermaids and it's like yes we can that's literally why we're called mermen yeah yeah and I I do think that with whatever you do in life when you have a passion like of course you know we put ourselves online mermaids in general we're always online we're always on social media most of the time we're kind of exposing this very you know quirky hobby to the rest of the world to judge and and you do get those comments and you gotta expect people are just gonna be a bit i don't know annoying and a bit silly with their comments and i'm trying i'm I want to say something else, but I want to keep it a bit family friendly anyway. So, uh, <laughs> well, it's okay. I think I understand what where you're going because I, I have dealt with it myself. And you know, there are some things in mermaiding that aren't so great. Um, you know, and we we don't need to focus on it in this chat. Um, but I do think that you know when people get into mermaiding that you do need to be aware that it is a it can be a dangerous sport. Um, 
I think that, you know, you don't need a tail to be a mermaid though. Like you can be a mermaid at heart and just think to yourself, you're a mermaid without ever putting on a tail and getting into the ocean. But if you do get into the ocean, it is so good to, you know, do the training that you've done. The mermaid, um, was it the Patty Mermaid? Uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm not advertising to say, oh, you should really get a and Patty, and Patty certification, but it definitely helps in like learning your breath holds, like able to hold my breath up to a minute and a half. Like that's the highest I went during my certification. But fast forward to now with, with proper preparation, I'm able to hold my breath for maybe three and a half, even four minutes. I, I particularly enjoy like that was honestly one of my favorite aspects of getting my certification was just, exploring the limits of what I can do. Exactly. And I think we did, uh, we had the same instructor, um, Mermaid Connection, Mermaid L for our Patty Mermaid. She is amazing. Shout out. (laughs) And I, I, you know, one of the things that I think people don't understand is that when you are mermaiding, it's just you and yourself. Like when you're in the water, it's essentially free diving with your legs tied together. And, you know, really your only your only thing that's holding you back is yourself, is your own mind. When you are holding your breath, you can hold your breath for a lot longer than you think, um, but it's our mind that plays into it. And really calming that down um, is an essential part to holding your breath. As As a simple way of like explaining to friends and family and just bystanders when I do gigs, they talk about, and they ask me, like, how do you do this? And is it dangerous? And I say, yeah, it is dangerous. Two documentaries that came out on Netflix last year really sum up the mermaid community and just swimming and just explaining what we do. And I'd say mer people does quite well. Um, I would say it sort of t- and touches only the tip of the iceberg. It definitely gives outsiders an understanding and an acknowledgement of what we do. I feel like the other documentary would be The Deepest Breath on Netflix as well. It more it more coincides with freediving than mermaiding, but I'd say it's still pretty relevant. I guess to kind of wrap things up um i do want to ask where can people find you so that they can you know get more content find out more about your journey as a merman and where can they find merman daniel honestly i'm all over the place instagram and tiktok is that all on at merman daniel or what's your um that's all i think i believe it's mostly all on at merman daniel but i also have a link tree in my instagram description amazing thank you so much again for joining me this was really just wonderful to interview you definitely keep our eyes peeled for all that you have for 2024 look at the i'm hoping for a lot more a lot more stuff to happen this year.